Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to episode 97 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. Today we are heading back to the most magical place on earth. Oh, yeah. With a Drinks at Disney crossover episode. And we are joined by our go-to Disney-related podcast. So we're joined by Jeremy from Main Street Magic. Welcome, Jeremy. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk drinks with y'all. Us too. <laughs> and Jeremy, for our listeners who are typically used to brewing beer and making their own cocktails and just wanting to go somewhere and have an experience, but also having kids or just, you know, growing up and going to Disney and Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios now that more and more spots are opening up for adults to enjoy a beverage or two. Why don't you just start us off on talking about what Main Street Magic is all about and uh, kind of a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. So Main Street Magic is a Walt Disney World mostly focused, kind of Central Florida with Universal as well, podcast that my wife and I do. We just celebrated six years. We're about to celebrate our 600th episode, wow. which is kind of crazy. And yeah, it's, it's a podcast, all things Disney World and beyond. So we're down in the parks, usually about two to three times a month. We try to experience new restaurants, new bars, lounges, drinks, shows, you know, the new rides that are opening, anything that we can to bring that back to our listeners and help them plan their trip, hopefully save money in the long run. And um, then we'll, you know, we talk about things beyond just the parks and, and movies and music and some topical things like that. So yeah, if you want to check it out, we're available on all major podcast platforms and we'd love if you give us a listen. All right. Perfect, Jeremy. And I know we've listened to that and we've taken a lot of your tips that you and Rhonda have shared on that on our own family trips to Florida. So I think it's really great. Go check them out. And one of the first places I want to start us off, because we're going to be talking about Strictly Drinks at Hollywood Studios, which is, I guess you could say, more of the adult of the Disney parks, if you were going to give one as being more adult, other than Epcot, of course. But we're going to yeah. start at Baseline Tap House. So, Jeremy, I know you guys have talked about this place numerous times on your podcast. What do you like about Baseline Tap House, and what would your go-to be if you go there? So one of the first things, I mean, it's just such a great atmosphere, especially when the weather's really nice. There's not a lot of indoor seating, but there's a ton of outdoor seating. It's right there on the, the corner as you're coming around from Sci-Fi, heading into Galaxy's Edge. So it's really good people watching. They've got some they've got some really good prices on draft beers actually and they've got a huge selection from out west. You know, you can get a 16 ounce for 9.75. They're always going to say do you want to go ahead and get the bigger one at 22 ounce for $11. So that's fiscally responsible to get the larger beer, I think, at, you know, only a, a couple bucks more. So I really like the pricing that they have there. And then yet they, they've got, you know, they've got a collection of, of craft beers that you're not really seeing a lot of other places on property. I don't, I don't drink a ton of, of beer anymore. We mostly do kind of like liquor drinks, but the Golden Road Hefeweizen there was always a go-to for me. Or if I wanted something a little bit sweeter, they have an Ace Spades Bloody Orange Hard Cider for $12.25 for that 22 ounce. And it's, it's delicious, super refreshing. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about baseline that kind of amazed me. It was a hotter day, so again, we couldn't really sit outside to enjoy that people watching that you kind of talked about where we're like, wow, this place has a great vibe outside. Like if it was a little cooler, like if we went on the trip in maybe the fall or, you know, during the winter time, I think that'd be a great spot to just hang out and watch all the Star Wars heads going over to the galaxy's edge and just have a good laugh. But like yeah. you said, the value, 22 ounce for a couple bucks more, that's what I would recommend as well. And like you mentioned, they have great variety in craft beer where they have Stone, Sierra Nevada, uh, North Coast. Some of those beers you can't really find anywhere else on the property. So if you're looking for a beer before you head into Galaxy's Edge or just to people watch, like you said, um, I think that's a great spot. And again, cocktails, they have a great cocktail menu as well. Their California yeah. Sunset Cocktail which is absolute uh, southern com comfort orange juice with a sweet and sour uh, float of pomegranate juice on top for twelve fifty is also a great value and it's a refreshing drink. So we went on a hotter time, so that would be my pick, even over a beer um, for that location. Yeah. So that's something definitely refreshing to have in the parks. And one thing I'll mention from there is a little trick I learned last time. Our friend Mike works there. He's usually there, I think, like Thursday through Sunday. I'm pretty sure he lives there because he's there every time we go in. But I was looking for something a little bit different last time. I started dabbling in, like, some whiskeys and bourbons and things like that. They don't have any sort of specific cocktail around that, like, on their menu. So Mike actually recommended their strawberry hibiscus soda, which they have on tap. Uh, it's alcohol-free, but he was able to basically add a shot of Maker's Mark to it for me, and this was really, really good at a slight upcharge. I don't remember the overall price in the end, but this will be probably my go-to anytime I go back there now. So that's a great tip, too. So if you go there and they don't have something on the menu you might like as far as an alcohol or a cocktail, you can kind of ask them, and they might be able to put something together. Yeah. Awesome. And I know we're talking about drinks mainly but i can always appreciate a place that has a good pretzel <laughs> james knows yeah. i get a pretzel like anywhere that there's a pretzel so i really appreciated that and my recommendation for baseline is like you know rope drop it honestly we tend to get there 10 15 minutes before they open i believe they open at like 10 30 most mornings and you'll be the first couple in line because that place is going to get real busy mm -hmm. uh, just after lunchtime and yeah starting off with that pretzel is also good for a you know, a day of drinking, just pad your stomach a little bit with something. Yeah, definitely need to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we hit Mickey's Runaway Railway first, and then we went to Baseline right after that. So again, great tip. Get there early because it will be one of those passing grounds where everyone's going to be hot. Everyone's going to try and get a drink at the same time. So that's a good yeah. tip. So if you don't like waiting in lines uh, for your drinks. So Shan, what's the next uh, stop that we have on our list that we really recommend you stopping at Hollywood Studios? So we went to Brown Derby for lunch, which I was a little, I, I have never, well, I guess I shouldn't say I've never been to Hollywood Studios because when I lived in Florida, we went there, but I was probably six or seven years old. I only remember Indiana Jones. Uh, so this is my first time back. So I was excited to, you know, try everything out there. And our brother-in-law suggested Brown Derby. And we've heard from other folks that it was one of their favorite places. So we went and checked it out. And I was impressed. I had a, I had a margarita flight with my lunch. And that was yeah. delicious. Yeah. That's really good there. They do that and they do the martini flight. My wife loved the martini flight. It was, yeah, it was a bit too potent for me. But yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the margarita flight as well. And it's, And that's so nice there because... Uh, you know, you've got either access to inside or you can walk up to the Brown Derby Lounge outside. Mm -hmm. 
and they've got their own, you know, small bites menu, but also you can get the entire menu inside as far as food goes. I think his name's Ken that, that works the bar out there. He's another one that I swear he lives there. He is there <laughs> all the time. They all just have little rooms behind the buildings, yeah. just like they just sleep, they they just sleep behind the bar. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that, I, I'm pretty sure there's a mattress under there. Oh, there has to be. You know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to? Yeah. And for flights like Margarita or mm-hmm. the Martini flights, seventeen fifty was a great value, I think, for what you got. You know, it's rare that you can find flights of that nature, and I, I was kind of hoping they'd have like a whiskey flight on there which I was kind of shocked that they didn't if they had a margarita and a martini. But one of the things that shocked me as well is I kind of used of, well, they don't have really what I'm looking for on the menu, so I'll ask them if they can make something. And I was like, well, I like martinis. I usually will gravitate towards a pomegranate or an espresso martini. Those are my two go-tos. And you can find espresso martinis more and more. More people order it. But pomegranate martinis are kind of a a niche uh, ask, I would say. Uh, So I asked for a pomegranate martini, and he's like, oh, yeah, like we make a really good one here. So that would be my recommendation if I go back. I'm getting another pomegranate martini. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I will have to try that one. That sounds amazing. The joy on his face when the guy said he could do <laughs> pomegranate martini. And, and it's tough, yeah. too, because you either get the places that use the mix and you can taste it right away. And it almost feels like they just, you know, uh, already pre-made in a machine and they just take it out and you're getting a watered down kind of, you know, tart uh, martini versus the real fresh pomegranate juice. And you could tell they did it right on this one. And I was blown away by it. So that would be my pick. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned espresso martinis. That's Rhonda's go-to, my wife. And she's found that a lot. You don't see them on a lot of the menus specifically. But if they've got a coffee machine or espresso machine, pretty much any of the bartenders we've come across will whip you up one. And they make them really good. Like, you know, some of them seem to get excited, especially when it's slower. They seem, you know, like, oh, I get to do something different. I don't just have to you know, make this specialty cocktail that everybody orders every time they sit down or, you know, pour something out of a pre-mixed container. They get to actually kind of show off their craft. So she pretty much that's her go-to afternoon beverage, uh, no matter where we sit, assuming they've got the means to make it. Yeah, I think that's a good point as well. A lot of people would just think, well, I can't order it if I'm not having dessert or it's not on the dessert menu. They just specifically wait for it at that point in time where really it's, I get them all the time, and I tend to like the creamier of the espresso martinis, and I really appreciate when places ask if you want it with Baileys or not, like if, mm-hmm. how creamy you like your martinis, because some can be super, super bitter, and then other ones, they, they give you that ability to kind of make that creaminess in it. So I don't know what kind Rhonda prefers. I think she mentioned a couple times, but... Yeah, she pretty much any. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's how I go, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, moving on here. So one of the places that we were trying to figure out to find a drink in each spot in Hollywood Studios or try to was in Toy Story Land. It's just such an open area, and you're going to bake in this heat if you're not used to Florida heat. And this is probably one of the most uncovered parts, I would think, in Hollywood Studios, just from walking around and just basically getting myself dehydrated, just walking (laughs) through Toy Story Land. So if you're looking for something quick, maybe get out of the hot sun in the AC. Woody's Lunchbox, they have a grown-ups lemonade that is just so refreshing. $13.50, again, if you go in to any Disney park or 
Universal Studios, and you expect you know to pay five dollars for a cocktail, you're you're nuts. You're not gonna find it. So if you're one of those people, uh, just brace yourself. You're not gonna find it. So thirteen fifty is a great value, I think, as well for a cocktail when they're necessarily shouldn't have cocktails in that area right so what would your take be jeremy for toy story land woody's lunchbox would you skip it would you just do it if you needed a little break from the sun or what do you think this honestly the grown-ups lemonade for me i like as kind of your starter off almost this is going to sound awful breakfast drink um (laughs) it's it's nice and sweet it's it's light yeah it's super refreshing they have this really good smoked turkey breakfast sandwich there and that's what I would usually get is pair those two together. And it's it's just, it's one of the, like, it's sweet enough that you don't want probably more than one, but it's the perfect level just to kind of start your day maybe, you know, super refreshing. And you don't feel as bad because it, yeah, it kind of tastes a little bit like breakfast. So it's like your orange juice. You can't really go wrong. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the other thing I used to do that all the time, and this again, I mean, you know, when we're talking about it, it was $11 for the 22 ounce beers over at Baseline, which is a great price because you're getting, you know, craft beers. But at Woody's, they've got 22-ounce beers. Uh, I used to always get the Blue Moon, and that's like 9 or 10 bucks, I think. And that would be a good just afternoon. I, I like Blue Moon. It's yeah, absolutely. Kind of re- they've got cider, and then if you just really want to cool yourself down, they've just got you know regular old Bud Light. But, at, again, like <laughs> 9 bucks or something for a 22-ounce, you know, it, it is funny how you start to compare, like, pricing at home to pricing at Disney. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. A lot of people don't understand that. Like, if you get a – if you get a specialty cocktail under 15 bucks, like I feel like you're coming out on top, as sad as it sounds. Yeah, and I think I was joking on our Instagram. We've gone to Universal Studios, and I had gotten a uh, tropical punch alcoholic drink mm-hmm. in the Jurassic World area. And if you, it was like $14 if you, with the souvenir glass, and then he's like, bring back the souvenir glass, and then we'll charge you $12 or $10. It was $4 off. Yeah, it was $4 off. So Shannon brings back the empty thing, and he goes, all right, well, I can't fit, refill it, but here you go. Here's $4 off. So they're charging you $4 for this souvenir <laughs> glass, and I'm like, oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. $4 yeah. is this plastic tiki yeah. tiki glass? But that's kind of just what it is, right? It's yeah, it's part of the part of the park, you know? It is. And Universal does a lot of that. You can, I mean, there's barely a spot you can go to, including Volcano Bay, that, yeah, they don't have some sort of refillable souvenir for some saving. We're doing Halloween Horror Nights this Friday night, Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. They have the Blinky Cups Mm -hmm. that are, like, famous for every year that light up, and it's something similar. You know, you buy... You buy the first one with the cup for 15 bucks, and then you go to get refills for 11 If I remember, though, at Halloween Horror Nights, I think they actually refill your dirty cup, but I could be wrong. Oh, probably. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, follow up on that for us, because I'm not sure if it might be a new, like, newer regulation, just like a food and health kind of a thing, or if it's just... That's what I would imagine it would be related to, just they don't want to refill a dirty cup. Yes, you would think so. But who knows? It could just be a thing that, I don't know. I'm going to transition to the next topic because I can see James's face uh, and he's getting excited. So we next was the place that James was most excited to go to in our whole trip. And that was Galaxy's Edge. He was like, a am a Harry Potter fan. So Universal for me is a big deal. But going okay. to Hollywood Studios for James for the Star Wars stuff was like he was... I was in my glory. Yeah, Let's put very it excited. <laughs> and if it wasn't the middle of the summer and not 100 degrees out, I totally would have dressed up in costume yeah. for that 
park. Uh, I think the theming is just on point. Just like the Harry Potter world at Universal, I think they did a great job at theming throughout, down to your where you get your Coca-Cola uh, with the droid and making mm-hmm. the specialty bottles for the Coca-Cola or Diet Coke or oh, even yeah. water. I think that was just such a nice touch that they didn't have to do, but it keeps you in the theme. So I think that yeah. was just a great avenue that they, they Disney has done with that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. Absolutely love it there. And so you can't talk about Galaxy's Edge without talking about Oga's Cantina. And this is probably one of those spots similar to kind of Trader Sam's at the Poly of people are just dying to get in there. Reservation times <laughs> up the wazoo. For us, it was actually not bad. I think the at we still had to get in for like, I think a couple hours ahead of time, put our names in. It was like two hours. Uh, but when we actually got up there... They were saying for, you know, two people, it was anywhere wait time from 10 to 15 minutes of walk-in. So that's like unheard of, they said, for for that area. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we were able to get a reservation like day out. Like we just went on the app. We were, I think we were walking to lunch and we were like, oh, let's see if we can just get a reservation to make sure we get in. And it was like a two hour in advance. But I mean... I think your brother was kind of surprised we could get it, but it was also Labor Day. So we were there like on a funky yes. day where it was a blackout date for a lot of residents. So yeah. I think it was a little bit less crowded than it usually is. So that probably helped out. In our yeah, favor. definitely. That's outstanding though to yeah be able to get in there that easily. I wish they would use the same system at Trader Sam's of some sort. Oh yeah. Because yeah, that's impossible to get in. I know you got to like go in the morning to Trader Sam's and like get your name in and just wait all day. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. But I mean, that's not a bad spot, at least to wait around in is the poly. So at least you got that. Yeah. And there is the outdoor bar too, that does the same kind of drinks without that whole experience that you get in Trader Sam's. If you've already been to Trader Sam's once before and you could just, you know, do without that and you'd like, just want the good drinks. So Ogas, have you been there? Have you guys kind of gotten any drinks in the Galaxy's Edge area? Yeah, so we have drank every alcoholic beverage at Oga's Cantina. And that's not to make us sound like research. lunches. It's over, research. That's over several visits, including I was very fortunate. I got to go early August of 2019 with a cast member friend to, to preview the land. Then Rhonda and I went two weeks later because we got a pass holder preview. And we hit Oga's both of those times. And then we were there opening day of Galaxy's Edge. We were up at three in the morning, lining up, coming from the boardwalk area and got to get in there on opening day, which was just amazing. And, wow. and we did Oga's Inn and, and we've done it several times. Yeah, it's probably, it's it's top five favorite, like core memory for me from Disney was uh, Galaxy's Edge opening. When you're walking in, you're getting ready to come through that entrance and they had both sides. It was still dark because they, they basically ended up opening, I think around maybe 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m., wow. And just letting everybody kind of come in. And it was super organized. It was really well done. But both sides had cast members, executives, imagineers lined up with lightsabers lit, like holding them in the oh, air. Wow. All these crowds came through and everybody's cheering. And like it was just the coolest experience ever. So, yeah. So we've we made a point to try everything at Oga's. One kind of funny story I have is when we did the pass holder preview, we went to Oga's. And I got the the Ranker uh, beer flight souvenir board. That big, it's a big ceramic like raised board, and has Ranker teeth as your little mm-hmm. cup souvenir cups to taste beer. And you got the whole flight of all four beers. And so 
kind of like almost with your souvenir cups, you know, they're not going to have you drink out of this set because they bring it right to the table. It's right. super heavy. And they're not going to have you drink out of it and then pack it up and send it yeah, away with exa- you. Yeah, exactly. So they give you a nice boxed one. It's all in, in styrofoam and, and well-packed. And they put it in the big Disney bag and all. And we're walking around all day, and I'm holding this thing, and it's super heavy. And I just kind of had it around, like, my my pinky at one point. We are waiting for a smuggler's run. And I realized, I'm, man, my pinky's asleep. And oh. long story short, I think I damaged some nerve in it from carrying oh that thing gosh. around. I lost feeling in my pinky for like two to three weeks. Oh, wow. And still had like <laughs> weird twitches and stuff. So it was worth every penny. That set is $85, but the keepsake is so cool. Like I've got it sitting right in front of me in my office. So I actually really liked a lot of their beers. They're all brewed pretty much specifically for uh, Disney World and Galaxy's Edge. So it's not something you can walk around and get anywhere else in the park, which mm-hmm. is super cool. And then... You know, I, I think it's good that they have the the kind of 45-minute, you know, kind of two-drink pretty much uh, maximum on your stay because if you went here your first day, you're you're going to spend all your money. Like, your budget oh, yeah. is blown. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's super expensive, but they have some really good inventive drinks. My, I think they all taste great. The T-16 Skyhopper is probably my favorite. Uh, this has handmade vodka. It's got a melon liqueur, and it's got a dried kiwi. And then a splash of half and half. So it's mm. like, it's creamy, but it's it's really fruity and, and delicious and refreshing. They have the Bespin Fizz, I believe. Yeah, it's the one that they put like, I think that's the one they actually put the little dry ice underneath. Yeah, it's underneath it's in the bottom ca- capsule of the glass itself. Yeah. yeah. So everything's like a show. My only thing is that when you're paying 18 17 you know $20 for a drink, they're all pre-mixed. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them are being handcrafted cocktails right there. Usually if things are pre-mixed, they're a little bit lower on the alcohol content. That's fine. I know you're paying a lot for atmosphere here, and, and that's why everybody keeps going, and I'll gladly go back again and again and pay 20 bucks for a, a watered-down delicious beverage. <laughs> you're really playing, paying for atmosphere, but I don't think there's anything like this. I mean, yeah, Trader Sam's has got that same type of entertainment element but yeah ogus is well worth it if you can go and if you got kids in tow they have a lot of really good non-alcoholic beverages for kids uh ours have loved going there now that they're older they're 13 and 15 they can actually go in there and kind of stand with us when they put you at one of the you know stand-up kind of bar areas mm-hmm. uh we had to get seated a couple of years ago because they were much younger but now it works out and they'll always get themselves some sort of non-alcoholic beverage yeah Rhonda and i will get our two drink max and then yeah, we'll be on our way, but I love it there. Yeah, I think you either have the haters that, you know, are sort of like all about the money of, well, you're paying $20 for a pre-made cocktail. But I like what you said about the beers, too, because I think that's widely overlooked by people when they go there. They think they have to order a cocktail, and there's no other options, even if a, they want a beer. And those beers are, like you said, they're brewed specially for that location within Galaxy's Edge and within Galaxy's Edge itself. So I think that would be what I would go gravitate towards at, if I wasn't going to have one of those cocktails. And again, go in with the expectation you're going to pay more for an immersive experience. And that's kind of how I looked at that. And again, there's little... Easter eggs throughout mm-hmm. Oga's for if you're a Star Tours fan and uh, some other Disney stuff um, that's in there. So definitely a good go-to stop if you're going to stop yeah. at Galaxy's Edge. Okay, so with, we're staying within Galaxy's Edge because I got to try two 
amazing drinks that were within in the shopping area in Galaxy's Edge by where they have a couple of the food stands. And again, great theming. They got like that droid in the middle just turning that fire. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was just so cool to see. But the Trandosian Ale, which is a 16-ounce spiced wheat ale, was probably one of the better spiced ales that I've mm -hmm. gotten to try uh, recently. And again, $13.50. So you're kind of paying a cocktail price there for a 16-ounce beer. But again, it's a beer special to Galaxy's Edge. So I didn't mind paying that premium for that. And I didn't think it disappointed. Yeah, I've not had that one there, I do not believe. But that sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, I was always kind of more of a wheat ale person back when I drank beer a lot more. Yeah, so I thought this one was a great mix between your standard wheat beer and then kind of like I think they might have been amping up for that seasonal mm -hmm. or in our heads we're from the yeah. east coast so we're thinking <laughs> you know we're on you know Boston. We're, on, we're on pumpkin spice time we're on pumpkin spice <laughs> yes. time so I think they might have added that in there just to uh, appease all of us going on vacation yeah I'm interested to see if that's a, a regular beer they have um but I yeah I tried some of yours and I I really like spiced wheat ale so I was excited to see that and it is different than your normal you know you just your lager or your IPA or just kind of the traditional stuff you see at most yeah. parks so I, I appreciated that it was different and specific to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah it was a great color too um, it was almost like a, a red had a reddish hue to it which was kind of cool uh, again on theme nothing's fancy about it though it wasn't in a fancy glass or anything like no. that now this next drink was by far my favorite of the trip so this was in Galaxy's Edge. This was the spiked cold brew. So this is with Joffrey's Coffee cold brew with Godiva chocolate liqueur on the bottom. And then it had a sweet cream cheese topping with Cocoa Puffs. So this was for $14. So this Not that much more than the beer. Not like much more than the beer. 10 cents more. It had that sh little shot of, you know, Godiva chocolate liqueur in it to give you a little boost. It had the coffee to it. It was creamy. I just loved it. And again, they had the regular cold brew for, I think, $6. So again, half the price, but you get a little boost out of it. I'll make sure I post that picture on Instagram because this was my showstopper drink that I thought just made Galaxy's Edge just that much more complete. That's awesome. I, I So I've not had that. I need to get Rhonda to try it. Um, I don't do caffeine anymore, and it's real hard to find anywhere in the parks uh, decaf cold brews or anything like that, which is understandable. But right. one of our favorite things at Epcot in the morning is to go to the Joffrey's and get ourselves whatever kind of hot beverage, cold beverage we want, and then have them add, you know, a shot of Bailey's or the Godiva or vodka, whatever it may be. So yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about this, and I gotta get yeah, I gotta get Rhonda back into Galaxy's Edge and and have her try mm -hmm. this. It sounds absolutely incredible. The biggest complaint, I think, was that the topping melted fast, but also it was 100 degrees outside, so that yeah, was probably and, contributing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that was part of it, too, because the Cocoa Puffs, it's got that chocolate in it, so it's going to add a little bit more chocolate flavor as it melts to that cream mm -hmm. cheese topping. So I think it was definitely by design as well, that kind of anticipating Florida, yeah. going to be hot, going to kind of all congeal together kind of a way but yeah again great experience at galaxy's edge we didn't even wait for we just did this um, single riders for the millennium falcon mm -hmm. ride and we got on right away like right like to the walked front. right in and got right. on the same ride yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah that that can happen that's that's the way to do it though so that world just blew me blew me away so definitely if you're going to hollywood studios you have to do galaxy's edge yeah i mean you can't 
not like if he lets you actively avoid it. <laughs> I mean, you have people that just say it's n- not great, and it's like, how is it not great? Even if you don't like Star Wars, I mean, you have giant a giant Millennium Falcon there. You have like cliffs. You have like all this stuff. You know, it's I don't know. Just gotta appreciate the art, man. You know, you get to see Chewbacca <laughs> stumbling down the stairs trying to survive the hundred degree heat. You know, he's used to space. Yeah, yeah. Not, I don't know, know how they do that there. Don't either. There, I don't know how they're alive. <laughs> it's. And if you're ever in Galaxy's Edge and you are a Star Wars fan, definitely do the lightsaber build. All new parts. Um, It's legit metal. Like, it's heavy. It's awesome. Fun experience. Highly recommend it. It's it's amazing. And I'm I'm not a I'm like not a giant Star Wars fan. I like Star Wars. I've watched them. I know enough, you know. But it was our we were there for our anniversary, I think, a couple of years ago. And yeah, we woke up the one morning and Rhonda was just like, do you want to go build a lightsaber? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Sure, like, yeah. I do. And we actually did the walk up lift and we got in about hour and a half, two hours later. And it was oh. just one of the most coolest experiences. And again, that's coming from somebody that's seen the movies, enjoys Star Wars, but I'm not a giant, giant fan. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it and I would do it again. It was so cool. Yeah, because my brother had done it when they first kind of opened, and he said the build quality, because that was during, co- like, I think COVID times mm-hmm. or right before COVID. And yeah. It must have been, yeah, it was after COVID. It was during COVID. It was yeah. during COVID, yeah. yeah. And he said the build quality was just night and day difference between his lights, first lightsaber that he built back then to now. He's like, wow. That's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, that, I was happy to see that. Because it was, yeah, it was cool, too, because I got to go in and watch, which was nice, so. Yeah, for each yeah. person who does the lightsaber, you get one person that can come in as your... I saw you geek out and try yeah, to use we... the force. <laughs> I did. I think we met up with some friends that day, and yeah, we were like, sorry, you guys got to wait outside. I was like, Ron is yeah. coming in, she's watching me, you guys, you guys go find yourself a drink. <laughs> yeah, and one of our, my good friends, Brandon, who's a avid listener of your podcast, who actually got me hooked on your podcast, uh, shout out yeah, to Brandon. Uh, he, he was telling me how, like, he always tries to get cast members to break or he's that kind of guy or to say a certain line. If they're a certain character, he wants them. Well, to he say, used to be a cast member, so, so he, he kind of knows. Yeah, he the... wants them to liven up their day a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So he was telling me to go in to get to when I was doing the lightsaber and try and make the guy who does the whole experience break. And so there's this, not to give anything away, but there's one part where he's just holding up the handle of one of the lightsabers, and he's like, you know, nothing's going to get this out of my hand, not even Master Yoda, blah, blah, doing a whole spiel. And I just put my hand up, and I make like a sound like I'm struggling to use the force <laughs> to try and grab it to me. And everybody that was making a lightsaber just lost it, dying laughing. <laughs> the two cast members behind me lost it, and the guy just paused, shook his head like, uh-uh, I'm not breaking, and continued <laughs> on. Like, just shook his head like, yes, no, you're, no, no, not happening. Yeah. And it was just awesome. And I'm like, well, Brandon, there you go. I, I did it for you. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. On a side note, James was trying to make all the cast members break. He, Eeyore was chuckling in his outfit. So, <laughs> at the Woody the Pooh breakfast. Yeah, our daughter loved the Crystal Palace breakfast. That yep. was by far one yep. of the best things of the trip. That's but, awesome. So, that was his mission. He succeeded multiple I mean, times. Which was- okay, Shannon, we got one more stop here in Hollywood Studios. What do you think? Yeah, Tune In Lounge, which 50s-themed lounge at Echo Lake part of Hollywood. I, I'm a big, like, 50s, 60s, like, I don't know, that, like, vibe is something that I've really enjoyed my whole life. So, this was kind of cool. For me. Yeah. I love it over there. I mean, the restaurant's fun, but Tune In Lounge is 
such a good spot. It's a regular for us. And there's a wonderful cast member there, Jamie, uh, that's usually working behind the bar. And um, I wish they would bring back the bar stools finally. I think they're like one of the last places that hasn't brought them back because you used to be able to just sit in there at the bar and relax. Now, mm-hmm. at least they do let you stand. It's not all grab and go like it was after reopening. But um, I was wondering that, Jeremy. Now, is there a reason behind that that you know of? Or was it just suddenly gone, the stool's gone one day and you didn't really know why? Yeah, I mean, it was all coming out of the reopening after after the pandemic when, you know, th- spaces were so limited, you could only allow, you know, I mean, Disney was real strict, of course, on the rules with social distancing. So places like Rose and Crown, Tune In Lounge that were known for people to gather and, and hang out and sit at the bar, they no longer could. You you had to grab, you had to go. I mean, at Rose and Crown, you had to enter through the main door and exit in the other door. You couldn't come back out through the entrance for quite some time. And it was grab and go for, for a good while after reopening and tune in was the same. And then slowly as restrictions started to lift and, and things like that happened, they were able to start bringing some of the bar stools back. They brought in the pub tables, the Rosen crown places like that, but tune in just never got it back. I don't, I don't really know why, because they let you stand there. So they might as well, you know, you put a stool under your butt. <laughs> I mean, the only, the only other possibility is to, you know, Disney's really good at controlling people and getting them to do what they want mm-hmm. just based on what they offer or what they put in my Disney experience or whatever it may be. So that could easily be one where they're saying, all right, we don't want people to linger here. You know, we need people uh, back out in the parks, buying food, buying drink in other spaces. So maybe if we don't provide them bar stools, they're not going to hang out. I don't know if that's the reason, but it could be one of those, one of those types of things, but it's a great spot to get a drink. And they've got some, They've got some good stuff there. Actually, they're, they make a really good old-fashioned, depending on who you get as your bartender, and Jamie makes an excellent one. So that's usually my go-to. But the uh, Picnic Punch and the Electric Lemonade, Dad's Electric Lemonade are mm-hmm. both really good cocktails as well if you're looking for a specialty cocktail uh, that you can't find anywhere else on property. Yeah, and I believe that Dad's Electric Lemonade does come with a souvenir globe glass as well that you bring back as you could bring back as well, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. I think I saw a couple of people with those. And again, if you're staying on property somewhere and you have the park hopper and you plan to go back, that's one of those great mm-hmm. saving money tips of just th- if you have kids, throw it in the bottom of the stroller, throw it in your backpack and just bring it back. That way you can easily save money that way if you're really focused on saving a couple dollars. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you can still fold up the stroller, James. Yes. That's yes, for sure. a big that tip. Is, that is a big tip. Don't going overload your stroller. On the boats, off the boats, you got you to gotta make sure you can on fold the monorail, up. off the monorail, you got to yeah. fold up yeah, those strollers. Like I personally learned that lesson, I take it. Uh, we were listening to a lot of advice from our neighbors who had been there within the past year. And so we planned ahead to bring a stroller that was easily collapsible. I did a lot of test runs in the house. I stuffed the bottom with a bunch of stuff to see how full I could make it before I couldn't fold it up anymore. Some of our neighbors learned the hard way of, oh, we're getting on the tram, but we got to unpack the whole bottom of the stroller because we can't fold it up with all the stuff in there. So we were thankful for their feedback on that. Definitely helped us out. That's perfect. Yeah. Been there, done that myself, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as we're wrapping up Hollywood Studios and our time here with Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, if you could give our listeners maybe a top three uh, tips on if they're going to Hollywood Studios or any anywhere in the Magic Kingdom, anywhere at Disney or Universal, three tips to making sure they have successful trips drink-wise or restaurant-wise um, when they go on their vacation. 
Yeah, I mean, number one, kind of like I mentioned with baseline, with some of these, you're better off rope dropping. You know, baseline, uh, tune in a lot of times. You want Brown Derby Lounge. Anytime we go to sit outside of the Brown Derby Lounge there, we rope drop it. And we just know we're going to sit for a little while. We've already done things we want to do that morning. Uh, we know we can go back and do some more in the afternoon. So that's definitely kind of one of them. Uh, another one just, I mean, on a safety side is, you know, pace yourself and drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. Especially, uh, especially here in, in Florida in the summertime. A lot of bad can happen if you just think, you know, that's the whole thing with drinking around the world. You know, people want to go and have a, a drink in every country. And if you can do it responsibly, that's cool. I'm all for it. But just do it responsibly. You know, make sure you're drinking water. Drinking a bunch of Bud Lights doesn't constitute as water. I mean, some <laughs> people does, but, you know, just stay hydrated and, and be smart about it all. And the other one, honestly, and this is just an almost an overall tip, is just do your best with a budget. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here talking. If you were to go right now and you were to just visit a couple of these places at Hollywood Studios just as one person and get a drink at each one, you're out a good hundred plus, yep. you know, already. And a lot of people, I don't think, sometimes do budget for that. And it's something you definitely want to do. Another thing that honestly will do is, especially based on where you're staying, you know, if you're staying on the Skyliner route or something and and you're at an Epcot resort or Caribbean Beach, Pop Century, Riviera, like take a midday break. Go back to your room, hang out, you know, have drinks in your room that you can take down to the pool, save a little bit of money there, then go back into the parks or resorts or whatever and get some good stuff. And as far as that one goes with Skyliner access, anytime we're at Hollywood Studios, we take a break midday outside of the park, and we'll usually Skyline to Banana Cabana or Bar Riva. And those are like two of our go-to spots. You can usually get a spot at the bar mid-afternoon. It's relaxing. They've got good food. They've got good drinks. They've got amazing cast member bartenders serving you. And it's good to sometimes just get out of the park as opposed to, you know, staying there and hanging out at Baseline for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Just break and, and explore a little bit especially along the skyliner there's so many great bars all along the route there and all the different resorts and everything yeah i think it sometimes gets overlooked a lot of people just think you know i have to be at the parks i have to be doing things for i mean you did pay for the ticket if you're there on vacation so there's kind of that yeah. factor but um i think people don't realize that there's you can go to the other resorts and see what they have to offer you don't have to be staying there as well so that's a good tip and those are, yeah. those are so accessible, you know, Epcot and Hollywood. If you're staying at, if you're at either one of those parks, that entire Skyliner line is so accessible. And we've done episodes on like a Skyliner bar crawl, you know, food and drink <laughs> and stuff people can check out. And it's a good way to spend an off day. You know, if you're there for a solid week or something, you're going to kill yourself being in the parks every single day. Mm-hmm. Take it off, explore the resorts, hang out at your resort. You know, every resort's got a, a great pool with a pool bar. You can go grab a drink there, beer, cocktails, wine, whatever you want. And, uh, yeah, just get a get a little bit of relaxation before you hit the parks hard again. Yeah, I think you touched on my top three as well, Jeremy, of moderation. I can't stand those people that do those, check, you know, that you see the, tat, quote, unquote, instant tattoos on their arms of drinking around the world that, you know, Epcot just to say, all right, I, I drank my way through all the countries. Like, that's fine, but, you know, don't be that person that ruins everyone else's experience. Don't be that person. Again, we mentioned all these different places within Hollywood Studios. We're not telling you to go hit every single one. Those were just kind of 
the key takeaways that we saw out of those that we kind of want to go and see the different theming, see what they did for the cocktails or the drinks. We're not saying to go ahead and go hit every single one of those places and order each and everything. So moderation's key, staying hydrated. Again, you don't want to be at that point where you're dehydrated to the point where you're getting sick and it just ruins your entire day. So just make sure you are hydrating throughout the day to make sure that you're cognizant of, okay, I'm not used to this heat. Let me prepare for this. So again, research and looking ahead, see what kind of theming speaks to you the most. So for me, Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars fan, I really want to make it a point to spend some time there. If you're a big Toy Story fan, go hit up uh, Woody's Lunchbox. So that would be my last takeaway, I guess I would say, for the Disney parks is just look up ahead of time what you might want to be interested in, make a list, and then if you hit them, great. If you don't, then another time, another day. Yeah, and and along with that, you know, talking about researching and what you like, just, yeah, know what you like as well, I think. You know, it's sometimes this can be this can be a good time to experiment with with other types of maybe drinks you haven't had. Um, but you know, look, look at the menus and know what you like for the most part. If you're going to go into, if you're not big into, to craft beers, but you drink beer, then, you know, baseline might not be for you and go somewhere else. And if that's what you love, that's going to be a perfect spot for you. So I definitely think that research portion you're, you're mentioning is great, especially when you have limited time, you mm-hmm. know, you don't want to wait somewhere. Agreed for sure. I'm a big research person, so I like to know exactly oh, yeah. what I'm doing when I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, too, when you find when you have kids, you have to plan everything necessarily to a T where you can hit, make sure you get to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. For sure. I am trying to be better about being a little more spontaneous and flexible, but it's my my type A brain is fighting me. So it's hard, you know, I mean, like not to go too off on a tangent, but like you were mentioning, you know, you spend a lot of money and you definitely want to maximize it the best that you can and make sure that everybody gets to do what they want to do. But sometimes it doesn't work that way and you're forced into being spontaneous and all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that can really be really fun too. But yeah, the planning, especially with, with kids, our youngest daughter was one that growing up had to know what was happening every hour, basically. So it'd be like, well, how long are we staying here? And if I didn't know <laughs> and have a plan, she was like, well, I'm not having that. You got to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely good to, to kind of lay, have a lay of the land and do your research for sure. Yeah. Definitely. She's and, like, now everyone's having yeah. a bad day because I don't know what's going on. Yes. Yes. And let me tell you that Disney app will give you, give you anxiety when you look at all the ride times. And it's like, oh, wait, this one's only 15 minutes. Quick, let's get there. Oh, wait, this one jumped to 45. And then you get there and it's like, oh, it's not that bad. Or it's even worse. Yeah, I know. That's. That's all in the the fun of a Disney trip. Absolutely. <laughs> it's part of the magic, right, Jeremy? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, do you want to plug your podcast again and let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, I would love to. Um, you can go check out MainSPMagic.com. You can find everything that we do there. And then uh, if you want to follow on social, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's at MainSPMagic. And yeah, you can subscribe on any of the podcast feeds and we would love if you take a listen if you don't already. And if you do already, thank you so much for listening. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And we are going to have you guys on Main Street Magic here very soon. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Double Hop Beat. If you want to come on our show and share your story, please send us a direct message on our Instagram. 
And don't forget, we have merch. Merch, merch, merch. Merchandise. So <laughs> you can go over to our Instagram and find that in our link tree. You can get merchandise for our show, but also you can help support our Brew Another Day initiative where proceeds of those purchases will go towards the American Cancer Society. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platforms that really helps us get listeners just like you. We appreciate it. This has been Double, Double Hoppy. Catch you on the Bruce side. Drink magic.